In the world we live in, it just seems like we go so many different directions. Moms go one way, dads go another way, kids go another way. And uh, I think it's important as often as we can for families just to come together. It was an evening 2,000 years ago. If you can think back how long that would be. There was a, a father, a mother, and a baby was born. And that baby was Jesus Christ, and he was the Savior of the world. Imagine what that evening was all about. I've had the privilege five times to be in a hospital room. I've never been in a stable. We've never laid any of our children in a manger. We laid Jacob out back a few times when he cried, um, but that was just for a few hours. It wasn't overnight. But just think of how special that was, how special that family that family was. We're going to ask that you allow all the children, we're going to read the Christmas story to them. One of the things we do every uh, tomorrow morning we'll do, we'll get up and uh, we'll open the Bible before we open any gifts. We'll go to Luke chapter 2 and uh, we'll read through the Christmas story. One of the neat things that happen in our house, as soon as our children start to read, they start participating in reading Christmas story and they look forward to that. And so now there's five of us, six of us. How many can read in our house? Huh? All right. Everyone but her. There's six of us now that'll, that will uh, read tomorrow morning. We'll take turns, go through uh, Luke chapter 2. And uh, we want to make sure that we, we make sure our children, they understand Christmas is trees and gifts and Christmas carols. It's about family and uh, all those things that we do for Christmas. But it's more importantly, it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to make sure that he is the priority as we celebrate Christmas. So I'm going to ask you to do this. All the children, or if you want to be a child, come on up here. Make your way up. But you all come up here uh, from the youngest to the oldest. Whoever wants to come up here, come on up here. And we're going to read the Christmas story. All right, Luke chapter 2. We're going to begin reading in verse number one, the Bible says this, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up to Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house in the lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste 
and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which we was told them concerning this child. And they all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and they had seen as it was told unto them. All right, who can tell me the reason for Christmas? To celebrate Jesus' birth. Is that what you guys were going to say back there? Huh? The reason for Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Why, why was Jesus born? Does anyone know that? Yes, sir. He was born to die on the cross? Great. Well, why would he have to die on the cross? Does anybody know that? He was washing away our sins. Isn't that good? Huh? He was. He came to wash away our sins. That's right. So Jesus was born so that we could have eternal life. Isn't that a wonderful thing? So Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we are celebrating the fact that God gave us his son so that we could be redeemed or reconciled back to God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Christmas is, it is all about Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to John chapter 3. Maybe you have your phone or electronic device. You could just go to John chapter number 3. And I'm just going to be a few minutes, I promise you, this evening. I believe one of the greatest verses in all the Bible is John 3.16. It talks about the, really the purpose of Christmas. We find in John 3.16, the Bible says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to think about that verse again. For God so loved the world. And as you read that verse, you could put your name right there. Do you know this? If you were the only person ever to be born, God still loved you, and he still would have sent his Son to give you everlasting life. The significance of that verse, each person in this room, you're important to God. There's not a person in this room that God does not love. There's not a person in this room that, that God does not care for. There's not a person in this room that God, when he sent his son, excluded. Every single person here in this room, God loves you. He loved you so much, this verse says this, that he sent his only begotten son. I've been preaching uh, this month on a, a series of a heart, a heart to worship, a heart to praise. This evening, I just want to spend a few moments and talk about a heart, a heart to give. I believe this, the Bible tells us the one with the greatest heart to give was, was God. In this verse, it talks about a few things. It talks about this, the one that gave, the one that gave, the Bible says, to very simply this, for God. God is the one that gave. God, the creator of this universe, the creator, the one that said this, let there be light and let there be an earth and let there be stars and the moon and the sun and the one that spoke all of those things into existence, he loved you so much. He had a heart to give. There was a time in human history where God, in the beginning, the Bible says he created, he created mankind and the purpose that he created mankind was so that you and I would fellowship with him. Every single human being, when God created humans, he created them to fellowship, to worship him and bring glory to him. But 
mankind sinned. But God still loved us so much that he was not willing that we would just live in our sin. He said this, I'm going to send my son. He wants mankind to be redeemed back to him or reconciled back to him. God's desire is for each and every one of us to spend eternity with him. But because of sin, mankind could not be reconciled back to God by anything we could do. The best we could do was still sin. So in this verse, we find this, that God loved the world so much, the Bible says that he gave. The one who gave, John 3.16 says, was God. The reason why he gave is because he loved us. Now, I've got a son, and I joke around about him quite a bit, and I, I love my son. And the reality is this. I don't know if I love anyone enough that I would give my son for that person. There's probably not a parent in this room that would say, you know, I'll give my son so that somebody else has life. God loved us so much that he was willing, the Bible says here, to give his only begotten son. Do you know the reason of Christmas was born out of love? The first gift, the greatest gift that was given was Jesus Christ, and it was given out of love. How many of you men and you, you husbands and wives, you go back and forth, we're not going to do any gifts this year. Anybody do that? We do that every year. We promise each other that we're not going to buy gifts. We don't need anything. And then I end up buying my wife gifts, and then she ends up getting upset. And the truth is, I don't know if she really means that she doesn't want a gift. I haven't figured that out yet. So we play that game, and I go get her a gift just in case. Just in case. My fear is this, one of these years I'm not going to get her something and she's going to say, why didn't you give me anything? The reality is this, you give to those that you love. You give. Tomorrow morning, maybe some this evening, we'll gather around a tree and you'll have wrapped presents that you'll give to somebody and you give them to people that you love. You've got your names written on them. You've gone out to the store and to the mall and to the different places and you've on purpose bought a gift thinking of somebody that you love. When God sent his son, Jesus Christ, he was thinking of you. Each and every person in this room, you have a gift from God. That gift is Jesus Christ. The reason God sent his son is because he loves you. For God so loved the world, put your name right there. The Bible says that he gave his only begotten son. What he gave was his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible goes on to say this, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That gift was given to whosoever. If you're here this evening, that gift was given to you. What was that gift? That gift was eternal life. You see, since man sinned, God desired for man to be redeemed back to him. The only way that could happen is that somebody, a pure, the pure son of God, a perfect son of God, he came to give his life so that you could be reconciled back to God. 
You know, there's going to be a lot of gifts that's going to be given this year. If you're like my family, we give a lot of gifts, and some of, sometimes the gift was in the package, and the kids played with the package more than they played with the gift. Sometimes a week later or so, they even forgot that they have that gift. I said to my wife, we moved and we had a lot of things in, uh, in boxes. And I told my wife just recently, we ought to go down to the basement and let's just repackage some of those gifts. We could save money. Our kids forgot they even have them. They were that important to them. God sent the most important gift any single person could ever receive. And that gift is eternal life. The gift that God offers you through Jesus Christ is everlasting life. Can you think about that? Every single person at some point is going to die, the Bible says. But God is offering each person everlasting life. Now that life only comes through Jesus Christ. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, for God loved you so much that he gave the greatest gift that could ever be given, that was Jesus Christ. The reason he gave Jesus Christ is so that every single person here in this room, every single person born could have everlasting life. Every person here in this room, you are important to God. Some in this room this evening, 2016, might not have been the best year of your life. You might have gone through some, some tragedy. You might have gone through some hurt. Maybe there have been people in your life, friends or family members that have hurt you. Maybe you've gone through some serious financial issues. Maybe you look back at this year and you say, it has been a terrible year. I want you to know this, that even in the midst of a year like that, God still loves you and he still wants to save you. You're still important. You know, maybe you're living a life and, and you're insecure because people that were supposed to love you didn't love you and, and now you're insecure and you're wondering, does anyone unlove me? Maybe those that were supposed to take care of you didn't, didn't really take care of you the way they should. Maybe you're living and you're wondering, am I important to anybody? Maybe you're sitting in a room with, filled with this many people, as large of a room as this is, and maybe you're feeling like you're the loneliest person in the world. I want you to know this this evening, this Christmas season, that you're not alone. God loves you, and he gave his son so that you could have everlasting life. Every single person here in this room, God loves you. Christmas is about giving. It's about giving to those that you love. It's about trees and it's about Christmas caroling. It's about gifts. It's about snow. <laughs> it's about all the things that come with Christmas, but the most important thing we must know this evening is Christmas is because God had a heart to give. God had a heart to give because he has a heart for you. God loves you. He's not willing, the Bible says, that any man should perish, but all should come to repentance. The Bible says this, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
The good news is this. Every single person here can receive that gift. Now, tomorrow you'll receive some gifts or maybe this evening and somebody's going to give you a gift. There's going to be a name. That name is going to say Greg Corbett. Your wife got you this wonderful, special gift, Greg. She told me what it was. You're going to love it. She's going to wrap that this evening. She's going to give it to you tomorrow. But you've got to open that gift to receive that gift. If he doesn't take that gift that has his name on it and open it, he can't use that gift. Linda loved him so much that she said, I'm going to give him a gift. But if he doesn't receive that gift and open that gift and accept that gift, that gift is nothing. Somebody loved you so much that you're going to receive a gift this evening or tomorrow, and God loves you so much as well that he's given you a gift. But you must receive that gift. You've got to open that gift. You know, one of the best things I think about Christmas isn't the shopping isn't even what's in the package. I like to watch the kids open the package, don't you? Anybody here, it's just like a whirlwind. I mean, things just start flying. Do you have any, anyone in here have those ones that open a gift and they like, they take it where it was taped and they, like they're gonna reuse the wrapping paper? Anybody like that? <laughs> we started having one of those types of kids and I helped them out that year. I said, give me that... <laughs> This is how we open gifts. Get to it. That gift that God wants to give you has your name on it. And you must take that gift. You must, must open that gift. You must, must receive that gift. You say, how do I receive that gift? By faith. Trust in Jesus Christ. Every single person, the Bible says this, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You might be sitting here this evening and you say this, but well, you don't know how bad I am. The truth is you don't know how bad I am. And the person sitting next to you, they're even worse. None of us deserve this gift. God didn't give us this gift because we deserve it. God gave us this gift because he loves us. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. It also says this, the wages of sin is death. Because we're sinners, we don't deserve life. But God, despite what we deserved in his mercy and in his grace, he still loves us. And he offers you that gift. I wonder this evening if you have never received that free gift of salvation. I wonder this Christmas season, would you, would you accept that gift? Would you receive that gift? That gift God has his hand out to you, it's offered to you. There's no one that's too bad. There's no one that's too, gone, too far gone. There's no one that's sinned so much that you can't accept that gift. Every single person, God is giving you that gift. I wonder this Christmas season, to this, this evening, would you take that gift, accept that gift, receive it? Open that gift and by faith believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Do you believe that this evening? Do you believe that? 
If you believe that this evening, I trust, I pray, by faith you'll accept that gift that God gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life.